with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I and welcome along to the programme. This evening we hear from artists, organisers and officials involved in the Isle of Man Arts Council's exhibition and book, Ellen, A Tale of Contemporary Art. If you miss any of this evening's programme, you can hear it all again on demand or as a podcast wherever you usually subscribe or at manxradio.com. When we spoke to Olivia Savage on the programme a couple of weeks ago, she told us all about the upcoming launch of Ellen, a book and exhibition showcasing a huge variety of local work. Well, that launch was last Friday and it really was a fantastic evening full of creatives and honoured guests enjoying the glorious display of new local artwork created in response to the theme of the Isle of Man, especially for this project. Isle of Man Arts Council arts graduate intern Olivia Savage came up with this original concept. It's really wonderful to be here and see all of the hard work from the last year or so culminate in this beautiful exhibition. The book is here and, you know, we can buy our copies now. How are you feeling tonight? So many honoured guests as well. Yeah, I'm feeling overwhelmed, to be honest. It's been such a journey to this point and I actually don't think I've, myself or Martin, who I've been working on this so closely with. I don't think we've moved out of this room in the last two weeks. <laughs> You'll find pizza boxes stacked in the background somewhere. Um, but it's been so amazing. And I'm just relieved that how well every artwork has come out. And it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be the exhibition it is without the artists involved. So it is really amazing. And this is only the beginning. We've got um, a couple of weeks to come and enjoy this work. We can get hold of copies of our books. The hard copy we can request as well and put our orders in. So it's um, yeah, it's the beginning of a really beautiful journey. And something else that I love about these kinds of events, especially when it's open call, is watching people meet each other, network, talk about each other's work. It's It creates a real community. Yeah, definitely. And some of the artists have come up to me, particularly ones that responded to the open call who are fairly new artists. So obviously we've got our invited artists as well who've been working for so many years. And some of the newer artists came up and said, I'm just pleased to be work to be exhibiting alongside artists that I've known for years and years and years. And it's literally the same for me. I mean, growing up on the island, there are so many artists whose names I've seen on gallery walls um, across the island. And I've gone, I want to sell work. I want to make work like them and sell work like them. And now they've all made a piece for me tonight. So I feel beyond blessed to have this many people respond in the way that they have. I think it's amazing. You must be immensely proud of what Olivia's achieved in her short time as the intern and I mean what a turnout, it's a fabulous event, incredible work and it's all original brand new stuff. I can't tell you how thrilled I am, not just me but I know council are absolutely delighted at, at the response, the quality of the work that we have today and the fact that we've been able to have this exhibition in place, face to face and with such a variety of media. And we've actually got visitors from off island, artists who've come. Uh, for instance, I know Michael Sandal, RA, is with us tonight, which is a real boost. Uh, but absolutely amazed and uh, 
hope this is the first of many similar events in this space as well. It's just incredible that it's lent itself so well to having a major exhibition. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I know that it's been renovated in um, more recent years, but the light, the space, it's just, it's just perfect for it. It is, and we're hoping, Council and the Arts Council team are hoping that now we have a creative area or a cultural area just outside of these doors. This is going to be a natural transition and a go-to space and increase the footfall and have external performances as well and exhibitions. So I'd like to think this is just the beginning of a new future for the arts and, and creative arena on the island. And you speak so passionately in your role as chair of the Isle of Man Arts Council, but also as vice chair of Culture Vannin. But we all know that yesterday was a very big day. There's a whole new administration, and unfortunately, it may be that you won't continue as the chair of the Isle of Man Arts Council. There may be some kind of reshuffle. At the recent hustings in Ramsey, which is your home constituency, you implored candidates to value the arts, to prioritise the arts and our culture um, because of its value to us. If, if it comes to be that you're not um, kept on as chair and they have other places that they need you to be, what would you say to your successor? I hope and feel sure that the choice will be well made. But COVID experience really showed how important the arts and creatives and culture adds to our general well-being, but mental health as well. And we've learned to communicate in new ways, in a way that no one could have envisaged at one time. So I'd like to think, I think it's amazing what Dr. Ellenson as Minister has done in creating a cultural division, which is a major step forward in recognising the importance of the arts. I'd like to think that there might be a way of identifying a budget that we can be confident is, is contributing to the arts. And also we have um, the, the strategy that we share with Culture Bannon, which is, uh, as I speak, being up, updated. And there's also, I'll give this a plug, there is an online survey, very short, about what culture can do for each one of us. And that can be uh, found on the government's website. Yeah. I think there's only five questions, really. So it's not one of these six-hour responses. Yeah. But we value learning what arts and culture can, can give to us all. So please, you know, please go on and have a look at that. Um, but I'd like to think I stay in place because I love this role, but I'm also in, in the position I'm in to serve. And so I will, I will you know, have that conversation with whoever I have to converse yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank well, you so thank much. You. That was Marlene Masker, MLC, Chair of the Isle of Man Arts Council and Vice Chair of Culture Vannin, and Olivia Savage, the Isle of Man Arts Council's art graduate intern, who came up with the original idea. Taking a turn about the room, I was able to speak to just a handful of artists, including illustrator Alice Armstrong, who's a former student of UCM. Yeah, I am a former student and I graduated when I was 21 from Leeds College of Art and Design, doing visual communications, yeah. Tell us about the artwork that you've produced for this exhibition, because there was a, a theme, wasn't there, just of the Isle of Man? Yeah, there was, there was. Um, it's what the Isle of Man means to you and... Uh, what I decided to do was kind of go with the flow of where my art was going anyway and in the directions and incorporate 
uh, the different avenues of which I've been exploring and how I've been developing my art. Like, and it all resorts back to my endless fascination with Where's Wally books, and there's always finding hidden meanings and things. Like, I've been I've been obsessed with them since I was little. I just love finding new stories and new things to see in art, and so I guess I, I've carried that on like subconsciously with me, and. Um, at the moment, I've consciously been thinking a lot about space and how everything has like connections. And like when this when this um, opportunity came, it was what the Isle of Man community means to me, and I, I just kind of correlated everything. And so, in my art piece, I've done the Isle of Man, and I've done lots of buildings, like communities for everyone, and and some of our highlighted features on the island, like the grandstand, like uh, Timot Hill, Peel Castle, little. There's a little Viking ship there, and there's a little hidden wallaby, that, which is quite difficult to spot. But there's loads of other things. I don't want to tell you them all. Like You just have to come and have a look at it. It's one of those things that's so detailed and so neat that the more you look at it, I swear every time you walk past it, you'd see something new, um, even if it was on your wall for 10 years. Um, tell us about the Isle of Man um, community and what that means to you, because... Um, it's, it's, it's clearly had quite a big impact on you. I'm wondering if like COVID and the way that people banded together and everything, is that is that something that sort of was very pronounced experience for you? Um, I think that experience has somewhat always been with me a lot more in the recent years before that. So mentally I was somewhat prepared for that and um, I adapted to it really well and I, I, can't, I found the best of the time during it. And uh, what I came through my artwork and like just going on the beaches and like, just being fascinated with nature and stones and like the patterns in them and just just nature just gave me like this this another creative dimension to produce this artwork so I would say it's benefited me in the positive way because mentally I was already prepared for it and I'm a bit of a loner anyway so <laughs> a secret loner <laughs> oh there's plenty of us around <laughs> thanks so much Alice so Molly, um, I haven't seen your work exhibited on the Isle of Man before. Tell us a bit about what you've been up to and, and are you, have you been studying, have you been away or something? I recently came back to the island last year. I moved back from London um, and I'm currently got a studio at Granite Bay uh, where I do a lot of textile design um, and obviously I do dressmaking. So I do, I'm hoping to have a collection out next February. Um, but this project in particular I've just really enjoyed kind of engaging with my Manx roots and just seeing where it takes me and I'm probably going to take it further to be honest, it's been really nice. There's something so exciting, I think, about going away and um, living elsewhere, seeing the world sort of, you know, adjusting culturally and then coming back. I think it always gives you like an, another level of appreciation for what we've got, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I left, I was quite like, not reluctant, but I didn't have high hopes about coming back, to, to put it. It's quite hard in your industry when you're working in textiles and especially textiles of this kind. It's quite hard to, to do that on the Isle of Man because you just there's no industry to fit into. For sure, yeah. But to see such an increase and like an influx in supporting like local and just having a celebration for kind of just like local talent, like it's been re I've been really pleasantly surprised since I have been back and it has given me that inspiration to kind of build on my own practice while I've been home. I never thought I would kind of take on my own studio while I was over here. And it's an opportunity um, for what I've got at the moment. I don't think I'd ever have that across. So I'm quite happy, like I didn't think I would say this, but to be working over here on my own practice and, and really like, kind of building on myself in that kind of way, I didn't think I'd ever had that opportunity and I'm really quite thankful for it. 
And I suppose in a way you get the best of both worlds because now that travel's starting to ease, you can go away, immerse yourself in um, in this kind of work in, in the kind of the inspiring environments that would you'd be surrounded by in London but then come home process your ideas you've got your studio you can work on your stuff so it, it sounds like a really nice balance actually yeah it is really it's so lovely <laughs> I haven't been back in a while to be fair um, and I do want to go back soon but I am finding a lot of inspiration just kind of being it's just kind of taking that time just to have a breath yeah. and just enjoy yourself and actually enjoy what you're doing rather than just worrying about where it's going to take you and what's next. It's just nice to appreciate what you've got in front of you and, and what's around. Well, I can definitely see that you've been thinking about what's around you. You've got the um, the Manx Hunters Tartan worked into this design. Tell us about your influences, because the shapes here, there's just so much going on. This style is probably just the, the style I'm kind of drawn to most. I'm quite influenced by a lot of like classic British designers. Um, I do work quite closely with kind of classic tailing as well but I do like that kind of fluidity and that and, and kind of that thing but I think there's like a lot of Manx influence you can see in this piece not just from the fabric but I do I do love the idea that the fabric's kind of weaved on the island and everything in this that you can see is kind of like old stock it's kind of restocked it says there's nothing new or if it is new it's obviously the tartan that's literally been weaved on island I think it's got a really nice sense of kind of like a full cycle product that's something that the Isle of Man should be quite proud of in any aspects and it's something that I just like wanted to reflect in this piece. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, is is um, sustainability, it sounds like it's quite a big a big part of your work. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you could, you could push a brand in this kind of climate at the moment with good faith that you, you kind of need, you can't push a brand at the moment and not have faith that it's going to do like more like better than, than worse. I really like the idea of the full cycle, like life, like business model, which is why I've kind of been drawn to the Manx Tartan because it's weaved on island. I can tell you where it's coming from. I know the roots of the garment. I know the roots of the piece. And that's just something I kind of like to build upon just to have a use for everything like in its life. <laughs> I think one of the really lovely things about this exhibition is the variety. I mean, your sculpture does kind of take centre stage because it is so loud in so many ways. Tell us a bit about this piece because since I last saw your work, I can really see that you it's, it's developed a lot. Uh, yeah, um, throughout lockdown, I felt uh, an immense pressure, um, so sociably, I suppose, and globally, and... Um, I felt I felt a heavy weight, and and it, it represented in this artwork at the moment because usually my pieces are quite versical, they're quite human in in scale, upright pieces, and uh, I just felt like making horizontal stuff, and I don't know why that was. But I suppose we were doing a lot of lying down in lockdown, weren't we? Whether it was in the sun or on the sofa, <laughs> having yeah. a nap in the afternoon. Yeah, maybe maybe it was that. Maybe it was relaxed, but I, I just felt like everything around it was standstill, and um, life wasn't normal anymore. And everyone everyone must have felt that. Everyone must have felt that we were um, in some way sort of stifled, and and all the aircraft stopped. Everyone everyone knew, across the globe airports were in a standstill and everything felt like it was much more down to earth and slow and the rat race had gone somehow <clears throat> and that came across in the sculptures it, it 
that's how it was for me. That's how I felt. A grounding experience and it came out, my work. And I've seen you do a lot of mixed media pieces in um, years gone by. This is, is it steel? Complete, is, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not, I think, especially when pieces are on this kind of scale, artists will sometimes commission other people to fulfill their designs. This is a, this is a full life cycle process for you. Is, is the making as much of the process as the designing and the idea itself? Because, I mean, it's, it's obvious that you're very connected to, to the work and, and its, its structure and its making. Yeah, it's, um, I, I like to make, make stuff in a sort of direct way, which is piece it together in, in, a, in a childlike fashion. In, I'll assemble it, I'll dot it together, and if I don't like it, I pull it apart, I reassemble it. I like to use found objects where I can. I mean, there's little bits of stuff that come off fishing boats or whatever. Wherever I can upcycle something, I will do, and that might push a bit of artwork in a direction that I don't know it's going that way, but I'll, I'll go with it. I'll, I'll let it lead me, really, rather than try to force a piece another direction and what processes have you used because um, I can see you've got welding going on here um, is like what what kind of welding we're using it it must be quite a labor-intensive process and and the finish as well I love that you've used found objects you've got um, uh, pieces of metal variety of um, of origins they've, they've all had different stories they've, I don't know some might have been left in a yard for 10 years and yet the finished product is so polished and so resolved and um, you've you've brought all of those different pieces of metal up to the same aesthetic that it looks it looks of one thing yeah um, usually when I'm, when I'm creating a piece some of the metals already uh, got a heavily oxidized finish sometimes there's remnants of industrial paint which in some cases I might leave if I think it adds to a piece um, if I've been sort of working in a certain area that the metal has been cut and ground and it'll be bright uh, after I finish that work and then need to leave that to oxidize naturally um, and, and become all become the same color and then Within months, it doesn't take long in the um, in the Manx environment. Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, I'll treat it then, I wash it down, and uh, I, I basically I, I, I use waxes and I wax it. Um, that means that every couple of years I'll put another coat of wax on it. But Change it's again. yeah, I mean it, it's always constantly sort of changing with the environment. It looks different from season to season. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, I think one of the lovely things about this exhibition is that it's so wide open and people have interpreted the theme of the Isle of Man so differently. For such a small island, we have such diversity. Tell us about how you responded to this theme. Well, it, it was actually quite fortuitous because I was just thinking about a painting based on the, um, the Iron Age hill fort on South Peru. Uh, and I walk up there quite a lot and, and I've always liked the, the stones and the ones that are slightly displaced. And I'd actually started this painting, which was going to have a peregrine falcon on it. And I thought, well, there's a thing, because yeah. obviously the Iron Age hill fort, the island's history, peregrine on the coat of arms. I said, well, there you go. Yeah. So it worked out really well. I'm really pleased with the painting. Um, but I've always been fascinated by it ever since I first came to the island as a, as a student back in the 70s. 
with the history of the island because so much of it is there and visible. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the hill forts and the, the, the promontory forts and things like that. And I've always found that, that fascinated and they've been incorporated in quite a few paintings over the years, although people might not realize that. Yeah. Um, so I've always um, reflected the Isle of Man and its history in, in quite a few paintings. Mm-hmm. So I'm really pleased with the result. And I mean, this exhibition is amazing. The, the, the variety um, and the talent that there is on such a small, small island and small population um, is incredible, really. Yeah. So. Remarkable, um, and one of the conversations we've been having with the various people who are, who are exhibiting um, in this exhibition is the new appreciation we have for the Isle of Man. It sounds as though lockdown has affected people a lot. We've we've realised how lucky we are that you know if we're going to be locked down anywhere, this is a pretty good place to be locked down. Yeah. You talk about the Iron Age Hill Fort on South Barul is is getting out and exploring. I know that that's something that you do a lot of anyway, but it, you'd normally travel. So much of your work yeah, comes through adventures yeah. and your travel. Yeah. How's that been for you, kind of like seeing your own patch through fresh eyes, in a way, I suppose? Um, well, I, I wouldn't say, because I've always done a lot of traveling within the island and yeah. I do a lot of walking. Um, actually, one thing that, that suddenly appeared dur- during lockdown was I'd be out walking and you'd come across people that you knew but hadn't seen for ages who were yeah. out walking, you know, which was quite bizarre. Really. But I've always liked exploring where I live and of course trying to find wildlife um, you know I'm always out and about um, so I've, I, I've always had this amazing appreciation of where, where I live and I love it here um, there's so few places where you have this variety of landscape um, within such a small area mm-hmm. um, yes I've done a lot of traveling abroad but uh, my work over the years um, most of it is is local you know, yes, I do the big cats from Africa and India and places like that. I've been really lucky with being able to, to travel to these places. But if you look back at the exhibitions I've done, uh, the majority of the work is, is island-based. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, you know, I, I wouldn't say my appreciation has, has changed. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think you're right. A lot of other people have suddenly had the time to get out. Um, and, and the inclination as well, you know. It, it, I, I can be pretty antisocial when I'm out walking. If I see a lot of cars parked somewhere, I want go to go, way. I'll go yeah. somewhere else, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, but uh, no, it's great to see people out. You've got an exhibition on at the moment, which, um, yeah, I'll come down and visit very soon. It, it's at Studio 42, but when can people pop in and see it? It's, um, it's from now until the end of October. Um, the gallery's open every day apart from Monday and Tuesday um, but if you look at uh, their website or mine yeah. it has the times of opening so yeah well I can't wait to see it we'll speak to you soon <laughs> right. there I was speaking to Jeremy Paul at the opening of Ellen a tale of contemporary art I also spoke to designer maker Molly Catherine and sculptor Rob Jones It really is a fantastic display and the book is so beautifully finished. To get hold of your copy of Ellen, A Tale of Contemporary Art, just get in touch with the Isle of Man Arts Council by emailing iomartscouncil at gov.im or calling 694598. They'll be happy to help. The exhibition is open daily from 10 till 4 until Sunday the 10th of October. It's in the Villa Marina Arcade, which is just next door to the Gaiety Theatre. For now, that's all we have time for, but do join me again next Wednesday from 6 o'clock. 
Until then, have a lovely creative week. Slen you.